I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of 2023 of the theatrical podcast, The Last Show on Earth. I'm Alistair Brammer. And I'm John Owen Jones. And welcome to another episode of the podcast in which we ask our guests the big, big question that nobody ever needed to ask. If there was a huge asteroid hurtling toward Earth, threatening to destroy life as we know it, and you could see one more show before you die, what would it be? It can be anything you want. A show you've seen, one you wish you'd seen, or something you've completely made up entirely. Our first guest this year is the hugely talented Aaron Tveit. Aaron is an award-winning Broadway, TV and film actor who played Onjuras in the movie of Les Miserables with me and has been seen on TV in Schmigadoon, Graceland, Ugly Betty, Gossip Girl, The Good Wife and more. Has appeared in shows such as Wicked, Assassins, Hairspray and Rent and has created roles in musicals Catch Me If You Can, Next to Normal and of course Moulin Rouge which bagged him the Best Actor in a Musical Tony Award. Aaron spoke to us from his New York apartment late last year and we discussed things such as the slightly bizarre circumstances surrounding his Tony Award, the origins of his unusual surname and reminiscences from the Les Mis movie set. It also features a dog interrupting me and not letting me speak. That's the best bit. So let's jump straight into the chat because we can, can, can and talk to the schmigger dude himself, Aaron Tveit. I have to ask, even though, you know, this joy you have of performing live, it's not going to ever go away. You're always going to come back to the stage, right? Yeah, and that, you know, absolutely. And uh, I do I do love working on camera as well, and I do love working on set as well. Uh, but there's just something about being on stage, and I'm, I'm sure both of you know what yeah. it is, right? Mm. And there's nothing like having that experience and that exchange with the audience. I love it. Here we ask a question nobody dared to ask. If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on earth? This is the last show on earth. My name is John. My name is Al. Been friends a long time past. We want to know what show you'd see. If you knew it was to be your last, what is your last show on earth? This is the last show on earth. What is your last show on earth? This is the last show on earth. Welcome to the last show on earth. Mr. Aaron Tveit. All right, all right, all right. All right. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. Very happy to be here. It's a pleasure. How are you doing? All good? I'm, I'm doing well, yeah. All, all is good. I'm uh, in the midst of a bit of time off, which has been wonderfully restorative. And, uh, and rare. And rare, yes. And I'm ready to... But of course, now I'm chomping at the bit, wanting to work. So that's how that goes. You're, you're good for about six weeks. And then you're like, okay, what's next? Are you, are you playing a lot of golf? I did get a lot of golf in at the end of this year, which was which was really nice. Um, my buddies from home, my friends from home, who I'm still quite close with, go on a golf trip every year. And I hadn't been in four years because of my work schedule. 
Mm. And I was able to go this year, so that was a really nice, really nice thing. That's so, nice. And COVID, of course. Yeah, and COVID. of course, a, yeah. a global pandemic. That what? Kind of uh, what? I, I've played. I've played golf since I was about eleven. Uh huh. So, what handicap are you? I don't play at the moment. I haven't played for a number of years, so I don't even have a handicap. But what's yours? I'm I'm in the I'm in the high threes at the moment. I think I'm officially listed at like a three point nine. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I never got that low. I think the lowest I got was 10. 10 Can somebody 11. explain yeah. to me, before we lose all of our musical theatre listeners, about the <laughs> handicap rule and what that actually means? No, if we explain it to you, we will lose all the uh, musical theatre listeners. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm. Ex- explain it to me after. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a question you ask golfers, yeah. Look, the lower the number, the more impressive it is. And I say the easiest way, it's, it's, it's like our average relative to the courses you play. Oh, that makes sense. So yeah. if it's a par three, you, you would do it in 3.9? It's more like yeah, well, it, yeah, it's more about the average strokes over par. Yeah, based on the course's difficulty. So it's it's. Why did you say, ask him this? this is, we, we've already gone too far. We've already gone too yeah, far. It's yes. too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about musicals. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. What have you got coming up next, then, Aaron? If you're in the middle of stuff, if you've got a break. I actually don't know. Oh, really? No, I actually don't know. A um, couple things that I'm kind of waiting to hear on. Uh, Schmigadoon, right? That's coming out next year. Oh, yes, of course. Schmigadoon. Yes, uh, that was it. Yes. Schmigadoon season two that we shot um, just finished this summer, which is very exciting. It was uh, the, the the entire cast from season one is back, which is amazing. Oh, fantastic. And, um, cool. yeah. you know, it's just, you know, th- that was a job that we shot the first season kind of like in September, October, November of 2020. Wow. It was like right oh, in the wow. middle of the pandemic and. It was like one of the first, one one early on for when all the productions were going back, and um, yeah, I like to say that that job was would be like a great job in the best of times, and the fact that we got to do that then it was just incredible, and yeah. it was also the time when Broadway was closed and West End was closed, and there was not really any live performance anywhere. We were kind of getting to do this, you know, musical theater performance where maybe no one really else in the world was. So that was something we were kind of really aware of and really grateful for. So, so yes, we got to do a second season and it's even crazier and bigger than the first season. And uh, (laughs) it'll be out sometime in next year. Well, I have to say, well, what I I loved about the first season, I haven't watched all of it. I've watched a few episodes of it. What I loved is how sort of, when I say small, you know what I mean? The ensemble is a group that would that could and would appear in a stage production it's like the same right. kind of group of people one of whom is erica hunter of course your partner in mm-hmm. crime um yes ah, um right, yes okay. who did miss saigon with me. i didn't she's know that the best yeah she's great i didn't know that oh, I see. and she actually stands out as well in it she's she's great in it but um yeah she's all over it yeah but i have to say i just I, well, that's what i loved about it was how it felt like it, it felt like a company in that in the same way as mm-hmm. it does when you're in a theater you know yeah yeah, not to give, you know, I can't really give too much away of the second season because there's one kind of thing that they're holding back, but it is, it's all the same, it's basically all the same people and most of the same ensemble as well. So you'll see all these people that you saw season one, you, you'll see them maybe not exactly in the same way that you saw them then, but you'll, there'll be a lot of recognizable faces and it is, it's it's really almost like a company of, of uh, theater actors, like in a theater company putting on different shows together, but somehow on film. Yeah. The other thing I noticed about it is that it's not necessarily just for people who like musicals because what it does is asks all the questions that people that hate musicals ask. <laughs> Why are they singing everything? That's what I think's the most brilliant about it is because kind of Keegan's character kind of becomes the eyes into the world and he very admittedly in the first season he hates musicals. So all the people that kind of don't yeah. or yeah. think they don't like it 
kind of get to see all these people through his eyes. And then, of course, by the end of the season, he puts himself directly in this musical that's happening. It's kind of the thing that's kind of the coolest about that story. But yeah, you're absolutely right that it has a, it has a broad appeal because instead of that being kind of the elephant in the room, the people that don't like musicals are like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm with that guy. And they get, to, they get to kind of watch and laugh at everyone. Yeah, when I watched it, I was like, I totally understand why you know people hate musicals. Because it, it's all the kind of worst aspects of musical theatre immediately yeah. before your eyes. And then right. it peels away and you start to understand why there's such joy in musical theatre. And it's very funny as well. Yeah. It is very funny. Yeah, it really, it really came out brilliantly. The way that the ensemble just sort of creep in like these little weirdos, like just singing <laughs> a song as the music starts to come out. Just like, there's like, like they have to, this is where we have to sing a song. So it's almost like it's involuntary to them. Yeah, exactly. It's like they have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny in that respect. The bit when they're having an argument and then they just come in and start, they're like, it's like, not now, please. And it's, but they just can't help it. It's brilliant. That scene, that scene in particular, it's called Lover Spat, that song. And I remember reading it in the script. And, you know, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes when I read a musical of a script, if I'm not familiar with the music, when it gets to the songs, without hearing it, I have a hard time yeah. sometimes following yeah. the lyric in the actual totally. script. But that one, I read it and I saw, I was like, oh, these two people are having an argument and the ensemble is narrating their argument while they're having the argument. And it actually, yeah. it made me yeah. laugh reading it, which was a very, yeah. which is a very rare situation. And then it, that one in particular, I think that that's probably my favorite number from the season because it, it I does. I think it's mine as well. It's just a brilliant construct that I kind of had never seen before, especially when one person hates musicals and you can imagine how frustrated yeah. he is yeah. that they're narrating what's happening. I've got to say, this is like, if you haven't seen Schmigadoon, people listening at home, then you need to watch it because otherwise what we're talking about won't make any sense at all. But it's sort of well to know that no musicals because of all the because of all the tropes. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? but it's all, all the old-fashioned stuff as well. It's all the, you know, right. Rogers and Hammerstein. Even really sexist. Hammerstein's yes. is the name of one of the buildings isn't it as well and I think that Lynn jokes like that but I must mm-hmm. admit my favorite bit was one of yours Aaron when you did that kind of parody of soliloquy from Carousel oh when you yes. just started reeling off all the things you know when she even says that line to you about um you know I'm gonna go out and take it or steal it or whatever and she goes those those two are the same thing right 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 you know those kind of little nods to like what every <laughs> actor has said when they read the script of Carousel they go that's the same lyric repeat right it's all the same and Brilliant. they actually they they yeah. doubled down on that too when we were filming it uh, Cinco, uh, the you know the writer of everything. He basically said they had this idea that they wanted Cecily to kind of leave me in the cabin, and then when she gets outside to hear me still kind of coming yeah. up with yeah, synonyms yeah, yeah. for that. what basically yeah. saying the same thing. So that was you know yeah. they they that was very purposeful, and they just totally doubled down on it, and it was really really that that whole sequence is very very funny. It's very so funny. There's a, and there's a new season coming this year. That's very exciting. That's right. And yeah. that's on Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Um, so yeah. Check it out. They're six ha- six half hours. They're 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 for the whole family. You can sit down. They and, fly yeah, by. That's the other they brilliant thing. By. It's only 30 minutes long, which is yeah. very refreshing. Yes, it is. With all these long, you know, box sets that people watch nowadays, a 30-minute show is absolutely perfect to sit down and have your dinner with. Yeah. There are so many shows that I've not watched because I've gone, sorry, I can't watch eight seasons of 20 episodes. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't yeah, have yeah, yeah. the time. I'm never going to watch Mad Men. You know. As much as I hear it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah it's too, too much of my yeah, life. It's a big investment it. to do now. Yeah. I, I watched that yeah. when it was on. And so that was a little easier. But yeah, yeah. To now sit down and say, okay, I'm yeah. going to take six months and watch this show. It's like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Now, we've talked a little bit about your career so far, and we've got loads of stuff to talk about. But what we like to do, Aaron, is we have a little thing called Al's 10 Questions, where we ask you 10 questions about your career. Sure. Um, it's against the clock, by the way. Just so you oh, know. Oh, great. Wonderful. Well, you, you just you just learned I'm tremendously competitive because you said against the clock, and I literally rubbed my hands together. So <laughs> I, learned, uh, yeah. oh, and I just right. realized, okay. realized well, that no, myself ed- as I did it. Yeah. We edit the ticking clock on afterwards. Don't worry. It's not really against the clock. We're just going to pretend it is. I'm going to think of it, it is. <laughs> By the way, I'm glad that you're competitive because we have had so many people who like to talk and who completely forget it's against, against the clock. <laughs> yeah. So the sort of quiz sort of becomes that, oh, yes, that was fantastic. I love doing that. That <laughs> yeah. was when I, oh, Jesus, shut yeah. up. I'm trying yeah, to do yeah, a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> that, by, right. by the way if you have something something to say say it just don't go on understood right <laughs> so this is Al's 10 questions here we All go right. bum 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 what production that you were in the original cast of on Broadway has just been announced for its first ever run in London's West End in 2023 next to normal correct question two you played Link Larkin in Hairspray but who originated the role Matt Morrison correct you played Danny in Grease Live for Fox name two other woodland creatures uh, a, f- uh, a fox. Oh, yeah, a fox is the woodland creature. Uh, a yep. deer and uh, a squirrel. Correct. <laughs> Question number four. You played o- <laughs> you played Andras in the Les Miserables film, but which highly garlanded and much respected musical theatre star played the pivotal role of the student Jean Prouvaire, a role that is widely regarded as the most iconic and challenging role of the story, but was the challenge to which this particular actor rose with aplomb and much sex appeal? Uh, Frafi. <laughs> <laughs> Hoist by your own petard, Alistair. Wait, no, it was Killian. Wait, no, it was Al- Alistair. Alistair, sorry, Alistair. Right. Awesome. Question number five. You won the Tony for the role of Christian in Moulin Rouge the Musical on Broadway. One of your songs from the show was Shut Up and Dance, but what is the name of the band that originally sang that song? Walk the Moon. Correct. Question number six. You star as Danny Bailey in Schmigadoon for Apple TV+. Plus. What is the name of the New York venue that is owned and run by the actor who plays Mayor Aloysius Menlove? Club Coming. Correct. Question number seven. You were in Rent on the national tour and, of course, at the iconic Hollywood Bowl. What is the capacity of that theatre? Oh, wow. To the nearest thousand. I'll give you a thousand either side. 20,000. 17,500. Uh, ah, I almost said eighteen. Ah. ah, you played Mike. He's gutted. He genuinely gutted. Yeah. You played Mike Warren in in how many episodes of Graceland? Are you going to count through them? Right. So there was the one where I thirty-seven. Was like, thirty-seven. I'm going to give you one either side. It's thirty-eight. Very good. Is it? I thought it was thirteen, twelve, twelve. According to Wikipedia, it's thirty-eight. Right. Thirteen, twelve, twelve. Thirteen, twelve. Anyway, I'm going to say you're right then. Thank you. Because that's what that's just what Wikipedia says. Thank you. Question number nine. You played Trip Vanderbilt in Gossip Girl. Name two other words that mean trip. Uh, fall. Mm-hmm. Um, three, Pete. What's that? Three. Oh, trip. Very. Well, well trip actually it stands for the third. It's a William Vanderbilt the third. That's what trip is. So. Oh, very good. That's, That's very you good. You something new every day. I had slide, skip, topple, slip, bail, tumble, stumble, and fall. Oh, those are wonderful. That sounds like something from Schmigadoon. <laughs> it does. That sounds like a lyric I had. Slide, skip, topple, slip, bail, tumble, stumble, and fall. Question number 10. And the last question. You played John Wilkes Booth in the London production of Assassins at the Menier Chocolate Factory, and you played Peter in the fantastic, by the way, movie Howl about the poet Alan Ginsberg. You also played Bobby and Company, Fiero and Wicked, and appeared in TV shows like American Horror Stories, The Good Fight, The Good Wife, and Ugly Betty, to name just a few. There's no question. Just want to say, well done, man. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, you must be exhausted. Thank yeah. you. I'm exhausted just hearing you say that. Yeah, how did that all happen? Yeah. Well done. I think you got a part. So you got nine out of ten because you didn't get the one about um, the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. You know, I knew it was 
I knew I knew it was about eighteen thousand, and I went with twenty. Because look, uh, if it makes anyway, you feel inflated. better, nobody has had the ten out of ten. I don't think have they? Maybe no. Michael Ball did. Maybe Michael Ball did. Of course, Michael Ball yeah. did. Of course, yeah. Michael. <laughs> but, but that's because Alistair was in awe of Michael Ball and didn't want to scare him off by asking him difficult questions. Made all of his questions really easy. Yeah. What is your surname? <laughs> yeah. Um, good. Well yeah, done. Good. Bravo. Very, thank you. Thank you. I think my my fry answer was my favorite answer, so hopefully yeah, that, yeah, that was very good. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a quite loaded question, I must admit. Well, it was re- it was really when you said the most pivotal character and played with such sex appeal. Yeah. That's when it really landed fra for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's where you. So Lim is the movie is where you two guys first met, right? That's right. Yeah, it is. And how long did you film together? We filmed together Six weeks. Uh, a lot. I mean, basically, I think at all, almost all of my days. We we had like a running joke about um, uh, who kept. Uh, as everyone kept dying, yeah. you know, we had like different, like the first battle, second battle, we had like our kind of like core group and then a bigger group of people, um, background. And it was always very interesting to see who would make it through like each battle. Right. But I think yeah. we made it right to the end, right? You died inside, didn't you? You died when we made it into the cafe. Yes, but not upstairs. Uh, so right. there was like four downstairs. people left. There was four people left. I was, no, actually that's not true. I did get upstairs. I got shot in the face upstairs but then there was that little group of four who stood in the middle and got shot through the floor right you were not shot through the floor and i was not in that little group i was already dead with a bottle in my face yeah you must have tom, tom, i guess tom hooper didn't like you so you didn't make it upstairs i think what it was was that he didn't he hated me yeah yeah well why probably, didn't he give you a yeah. job in cats then <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time on that barricade together we did it was uh we, you know that 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 movie we we also had like six weeks of rehearsal Oh really? Kind of wow. Amazing. Like, yeah. We all know, we rehearsed yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time in there and had a, a lot of laughs. Do you remember how the boys got cast on that on those first days? It was like a sing through, and and uh, Tom just sat us down. We all got told we were going to be students, and then he sat us down and he just went, "Right, Killian, you're going to be Comfair, Fra, you're going to be Corfrey, Alice, you're going to be Jean." Just told us like on the first day of the film what character. Oh, we I, were I did. I did not know that. No, that's crazy. Yeah. We yeah. just knew we were going to be in it, and we were like thrilled. Um, wow. So that was a nice day for like six of us and a shit day for other people. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, I, yeah. I never did it. I did audition for it, but I couldn't do the job anyway because I was doing something else. Oh. <laughs> and um, I uh, I heard it was a really arduous schedule, a really arduous shoot, difficult, tiring. Not for Aaron because he was on an American contract. It was hard for us. Yeah, I'm just going to... Because we would get home at... <laughs> we would get dropped home at 10 p.m., picked up at 4 a.m., and we we get in full makeup, full mic by like six, and then on set by seven. Nine a.m. Aaron rocks up in his own clothes because he <laughs> he has to legally have twelve hours off. <laughs> yeah, but he still also had to sing live in every take. Don't and then I had a forty-five hour wig prep and all this. But no, I I was yeah. I was I remember being confused by that too because I was kind of like, okay, well they're not going to shoot anything until I get ready but they all yeah. have to be there for three hours. You know, we were all in the same scene. So it was one of those things where it was like, sorry, everyone, but I think you all handled that very well. Yeah. I remember one day walking into like the vocal warm up that you all were doing. And I think one of you lifted Daniel Huddlestone, like, like uh, Simba in the air. Cause he was so yeah. tiny at the time. And so you guys, you guys all made the best of it. I think. The, my funniest memory. I mean, there's, there's actually quite a few. In fact, when I was finding your, your email address to send the sort of details for this, I found all sorts of things. One, one email was from you, and it was a completely blank email, but the subject line was, what's your fucking phone number? <laughs> <laughs> That's all it said. <laughs> That's all it said. Yeah. Um, That's the most aggressive chat-up line I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
you sent me a very funny email afterwards because I had um, I was going to shoot uh, a pilot of a of a television series kind of after we had rehearsal or maybe it was at, or I don't know if it was then or if it was at the end after the show had been picked up we'd finished filming and you basically sent me like a list of like the five things to remember when acting on camera and there were things like one of them was like whenever you're in close up make sure you just like move your face a lot and blink a lot you know what i mean there are five things that were just terrible terrible advice for acting on camera so i have an email i have an email from you from that one of them i think was face away from the camera as much as possible yeah that's right yep yep don't have your eyes on camera as much as possible yeah my favorite my favorite memory of you i don't know if you remember this when we were all bored one day we were sitting around like you do on a set and we were playing word association <laughs> and because you're American there are certain words that you don't know and we were doing it to Absolutely a beat not. and we were going like that and it was like it was something like hair I'm, you know bearing in mind we were like 22 or something so we were kids so we, we were all very very like immature we were going hair and someone went pubes and then someone went minge and Aaron went biscuit <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard that word before in my, in my entire life. And, uh, the, of course, the entire room erupted in laughter at the stupid American that didn't know what they were talking about. But <laughs> no, we, had, we, had a lot of, we had a lot of fun. And uh, did, yeah. it was a great group of guys and a, a super, super talented group of guys. And mm. uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was pretty amazing. You know? And I think a really smart thing that they did uh, that when, in the casting of that film was you know, that whole group of students, a lot of the people had been in Les Mis in the West End and they yeah. hired really real, true, talented um, musical theater performers to kind of fill out that that uh, that group of barricade ah, boys, so barricade guys. That's why I wasn't in it. <laughs> I knew there was a reason. Well, look, listen, that was a, was a lovely trip down memory lane. And um, <laughs> I'm intrigued to know whether Les Miserables is your last show on earth or whether you've chosen something different. I think my last show on earth is uh, Rent. Rent. And okay. uh, the cast, I think, would be the original cast, uh, the, the original Broadway cast. And um, Did you yeah, ever that show... see that? Did you see that production, the original Broadway production? I didn't see the original cast. I saw that ah. show when I was a senior in high school. So this would have been in the year 2000. And, you know, I, I just have like a very, I have a very circuitous route into professional, the professional world of theater that is so yeah. tied to rent. And um, rent was my first job. I got it while I was in school. It oh, was yeah. while I had switched to musical theater after studying music and kind of really hadn't been cast in anything yet at school and all this, all these things and was still kind of finding my way. And then I, through a crazy set of turn of events, got cast on the national tour of rent, left school, started working. How did you? Um, I was a, I was taking a like a theater workshop class. Uh, even though I was a, it was I. It, how do I explain this? I was a sophomore, but I was a freshman in the theater program. But they let me in this class for upperclassmen, and we did like a mock rent audition for the music director who had gone to my college, who was touring nearby and so right. we all sang a rent song for him and afterwards he kind of in front of the whole group of students as he was talking to everyone he was like okay he was like there was one person that kind of came in really prepared for this he's like Aaron do you mind up and you know stand up Aaron sing what you sang and I was like okay and I did and he was like okay yeah he's like that's how you want to go approach like a rock audition and he's like and then afterwards he pulled me aside and said hey you're perfect for the show he said if anything comes up can I call you and I was like uh Oh, wow. Yeah, sure, dude. Like, cool. Yeah, whatever. And then it turns out about three months later, 
when I was going back to school that January, he said, I can get you another final callback for this part. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure. And I just like completely naive had never auditioned for anything in New York. I never auditioned for anything anywhere. And then went, to, came to New York, auditioned, was driving back upstate to go to school. It was about a half an hour away from getting back to the town my school was. Got a call that I got it. Went right to the off <laughs> registrar's office in school, dropped out of school because it was the last day I could get my tuition back. And then all of a sudden, like a week and a half later, I was on tour with Rent. So it just like happened so wow. fast. That is like a musical theater student's dream to do a mock audition yeah, that yeah. turned out to be a real yeah. audition. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. Yeah. But yeah, so I would uh, I would go see that show. I mean, also it was it still is probably my favorite show. Um, I've gotten to revisit it as you mentioned earlier at the Hollywood Bowl, which was like a wonderful full circle thing for me. Mm. Um, I just love it. Would that, uh, would that be your dream venue as well? So you see Rent with the original Broadway lineup? I would see it um, at the at the Nederlander, just because also I saw the show yeah. there, and uh -huh. uh, and I think my you know I think you asked who the plus one would be. I would. This is a, this might be a weird one. Uh, I'd bring myself at seventeen. I'd bring my seventeen-year-old oh, wow. no, self. That's really great. That's nice. That that's saw really that great. show yeah. for the first time, and and again, I had done like the musical every year in my high school, but I didn't. Yeah. That seeing that show was the first time that I ever saw music that was much more like the music I listened to. Yes. On stage, and this just tremendously moving subject matter, and it was kind. It kind of blew my my mind of what musical theater could be. It was pretty and original really in that up, respect, wasn't it? It was a new sound. Yeah, it just opened up the whole world. I'd never, mm. I'd never seen anything like that. You know, I, so it opened up the whole world of possibility for me. So yeah, I would want to go- With yourself at 17. Lander, see the original cast with the 17 year old version of myself who saw it. And would, I would, there be any, would there be any changes to the cast? Is there anyone that you think, do you know what? That person was great, but wouldn't X have been amazing as that? No, Seeing as it's your last that. time, you just want to see the no, original. I, I never got to see that group, and I would want to see it. Yeah. So you want to recapture that moment in time you never got to see, and you also you're getting two shows for the price of one, aren't you? Because you're looking at the show, but yeah. also looking at yourself watching the show. <laughs> yeah, because I remember yeah, what I, I felt like watching yeah. that, and so to to you know to be able to have a conversation with yourself at that age and say, hey, you know, I know you don't know what you're going to do with your life or anything, <laughs> but you're going to be in this show in three years. And I'd yeah. be like, you're out of your mind, right? So, yeah. yeah, so I just think that's an interesting, could be an interesting thing. Wow. And here we are today. I that's mean, really nice. So, of, of course, for anyone that, for anyone that doesn't know. So you know, started. So you go on then, you go, you go, mate. No, that's fine, don't worry. I've got to say, I've got to say, Aaron, I normally do all the talking. Yeah. I normally do all the talking. <laughs> but because today, Al knows you, yeah. we've yeah. decided today that let's, you do it today. And no, I don't think I even need to this is how I. This here. is how I feel every <laughs> oh, week. This is how I feel every week, John. Yeah. Um, is me sitting there while yeah. you talk well, to all the guests, and I just occasionally pipe in and say, make a stupid fart joke or something. No, that's that's, that's the dynamic we were going for. Let's be honest. It, it's it, do you know what? It it does it does work, but we're we're trying something new this week, which is interesting. And um, I'm <laughs> no, quite enjoying this talking. Is this, is, this is absolutely. I never fine. get to talk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the original cast for anyone that doesn't know has got, of course, Idina Menzel, Anthony Rapp. Who else is in the original cast? Adam Pasquale, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daphne Ruvega, Rosario Dawson, Tay Jesse Diggs, Martin, um, uh, yeah. Tay Diggs. Uh, it's Liz, a hell of a yeah, cast, so. yeah. Wow, so, I mean, every single person. Is, isn't Tay Diggs um, married to Edina? Am I right in saying that? Previously, yeah, they, they're not uh, anymore, but they were they were for uh, a long time, yeah. But Aaron Law uh, is, right, okay. and Aaron Law played Steve in the original cast. He did, yes, and I played Steve on tour, that's right. And he's now married to Edina, for, as, as of five years ago, I, I believe. 
Oh, really? How incestuous. Yeah. The circle of life is complete. A- Aaron Law, by the way, I-, I have a story, not a story, but I have a, a connection to Aaron Law. I- I'll give a little clue to what my last show on earth would possibly be, though I, I-, I, won't-, I won't give it away officially. But okay. a Goofy movie from the-, from-, from the 90s was one of my favorite movies. That's a good movie. I absolutely love it. I've never seen it. And I think a stage version of that might be my last show on earth. And the, the voice of Max, Goof, who is Goofy's son, is uh, the, the singing voice, I should say, is Aaron Law, which is quite cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. So you started with Rent, and yeah. your last act will be watching Rent. Yeah. And the journey you've had from there t- to now, it's quite extraordinary, really. I mean, you've had an incredible <laughs> career. It must Oh, see, somebody agrees with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, okay. you know, you, you just recently won a Tony, which was amazing. Let me, uh, well, let me deal with this guy. Well, one sec, hold on, let me get a treat. I'm going to bribe this him. guy. I, I think, Alistair, I'm not destined to talk in this. <laughs> Every time you do the dog, it just goes mental. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Okay. He knows he can get he knows he can get treats when you're when you're occupied. So he's yeah. a smart guy. Uh, yes, of course. Sorry about that. Yes, he was. Uh, Alistair actually sent him a message. Have you not talked as well? So sorry. <laughs> Especially because I, I had no idea whether or not I was, you know, I think everyone kind of assumed or, the, you know, a lot of people assumed that it was in the bag, as it, as it were, because mm. I was the only nominee. But no, the way that the voting worked is the whole group of voters voted. But instead of picking one person from a, eligible candidates, they just voted yes or no for me to win. And I had to get wow. greater than 60 percent of the votes as wow. yeses to win. So there was a chance wow. – Sitting in the audience, but it was so not up, guaranteed at all. Up until the minute, I had it's no crazy. idea. I had absolutely no idea, and it was also such a, you know, though that was in September of twenty one, and the, those nominations yeah. had come out in October of twenty twenty. So it'd been almost a year <laughs> of waiting, and then also because usually the the nominations come out the first week of May, and the Tonys are the first week of June. So it's like a month, right? Yeah. So this is yeah. a it was a very different circumstance, and but I did. I was very nervous up until the moment that. When when Courtney Courtney B Vance and and uh, and um, 
the other presenters were on stage uh, and they started making fun of it. They kind of were sending it up a little bit. And I said, oh, wow. okay, oh. I, I think I'm okay because I don't think they'd make fun of it and then have, and then say the winner is no, no one. Indeed. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, until yeah. they kind of were, uh, yeah, Courtney B. Vance and B.B. Newirth, whom both of whom I've worked with previously, uh, which right. was also very special for me. But um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. You know, it's like something you never, you dream about, but you never think is going to happen. Or at least I, you know, I never expected anything like that to happen. And, uh, it was also such a interesting time for that because obviously we were still coming back uh, from yeah. from the pandemic and and the the nice thing was Moulin Rouge had reopened two days before so really up until that point I was only thinking about getting the show reopened which was kind of a nice distraction from thinking about the Tony Awards mm. uh, yeah and yeah. Uh, but no it was it was it was an it was an amazing moment and. Uh, I have kind of I, I've never been in that position before, obviously, and so yeah. When I had the chance to kind of do my speech, I I wanted to thank everyone that, of course, everyone involved with Moulin Rouge, but I also was very it was very important for me to kind of thank all the people from from previous shows that I had been in who really took a chance on me when I was younger, when they had no business yeah. <laughs> taking a chance on me, yeah. and it, were, it was it were those things, you know, because it's a, a career is lots of people giving you a shot right it's not uh-huh. yeah it's not just you, it's up not just there. you it's, on your own no 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 it's no. it's it's so many people it's so many people behind the scenes so so yeah i'm gonna say um, though i mean you do strike me as a real theater animal you know obviously that's where you cut your teeth but now you've moved yeah. into the world of film and tv and it's a huge success i i think and thanks i have to ask even though you know this joy you have of performing live it's not gonna ever go away you're always gonna come back to the stage right yeah, and that you know, absolutely, and uh, I do, I do love working on camera as well, and I do love working mm-hmm. on set as well. Uh, but there's just something about being on stage, and I'm, I'm sure both of you know what yep. it is, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing like having the audience, having that experience and that exchange with the audience. It's different every night. Yeah, it's yeah. some some nights it's really easy, some nights it's more challenging. But that just it just happens in that room, and I have been in some rooms that the electricity or whatever is in the air and the, the temperature, you just yeah. can't, you can't recreate that. Right. No, and I think no. if you felt that you kind of chase it forever. So no, I, yeah. I, I, um, I love it. And I will, you know, I, I've been very fortunate in my career, I guess you would say to get to walk in all these different uh, mediums and avenues, but I will always return to stage because I just want to continue that. Yeah, that feeling must be the reason why you get these huge stars doing plays still and doing musicals still. Yeah, oh, like yeah. I mean, like you know, like I think he, so. like, I think like Ian McKellen right. and these people who just constantly go back. Oh, Hugh back. Jackman. Yeah, is the perfect example, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to do a year yeah. on Broadway. Well, you know how it is. Like you're on a you're you're on a you're on a film set and you do something and. It might be brilliant, beautiful, but everyone has to be quiet. You don't, you don't get to see it. And then a, yeah. a film comes out a year, a year and a half later, and you kind of think, "Oh yeah, I kind of remember when we did that, right?" But you don't, yeah. you don't, you just don't have that immediate uh, exchange Gratif- that happens on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I tell you something I really, which I find really interesting about your career in particular is that you know, you you were never in limes on stage, were you? No, no. And yet you moved over to the movie. You did the movie. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you did the musical of Catch Me If You Can, which was based on yeah. a movie, but you weren't in yep. the movie. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Now, um, <laughs> yeah. did Spielberg ever come to see that? 
Spielberg did not see it. Tom Hanks saw it, which was pretty oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, I met Leonardo DiCaprio at a party while I was in it. And I, you know, which is, this is something I do not do. I went up to him and I said, hey man, uh, not to whatever, big fan, but I'm actually, I was like, I'm playing, I'm doing Catch Me Can Abroad right now. And he was like, oh, he, he at least knew about it and like knew yeah. that I was doing it. So it didn't make me feel like a total you know what I mean? <laughs> loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was really nice. That sounds was, better was... than the day that I met Hugh and Russell, Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe. And I said, huh, my dad's called Hugh and my brother's called Russell. And they went, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh man. Oh God, it could, it's the, ju- that is so you. That is so oh, you. Man. Why would they care? <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's also not a yeah. conversation starter. It's a conversation ender. Where do you go? No, no. Oh, yeah. but no, but but when you talk to people, when you do that, you you can't be friends with them. No, no. You know? That's it. Yeah, you've got yeah. you've 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 changed the power dynamic. You know, yeah. it's a, yeah. I was at a hotel upstate uh, in upstate New York a couple years ago, and I ended up at a restaurant, the same restaurant as Manny Patinkin. I'm a huge Manny Patinkin fan. Yeah. And he was over there and uh, you know, I was with my girlfriend and she's like, oh, why don't you go say hello? And I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. And she's like, what are you talking about? Why can't you do that? I said, because if I go say hello and say I'm a big fan, if I ever work with Mandy, we're not, we can't be friends because I was that guy that went up to him and I was like, uh, 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 my, my dad's called Mandy, right? I'd say something like that too. So <laughs> it's just not the way you want to go in. Well, look, speaking of, speaking of Mandy Patinkin, now seems like the perfect time to do a section that we call Mandy Sings. Now, John Owen Jones here does a spectacularly accurate impersonation (laughs) (laughs) of Mandy Patinkin. Um, And your job... I'm I'm actually too excited for this segment. Your job is simply to guess the song, okay? This is Mandy Sings. It's Mandy, it's Mandy. You gotta try and guess at the song that he sings. It's Mandy, it's Mandy. You gotta try and get it. I really hope you get it. It's Mandy Sings. Right, okay. But I've just got to warm up first. Okay, so here we go. Right, I'm warm. I'm warm. Here we go. What's the song? Maybe I'm brainless. Maybe I'm wise. But you've got me oh. seeing. Oh, I love it. Through different eyes. Somehow I've fallen under your spell. I mean, I, I know what this I... is. I knew what this is in the second version, but I want to keep you singing. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> That's as long as you're mine from Wicked. I it never yeah. imagined Mandy being in Wicked. <laughs> Oh, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear him sing Dancing Through Life, actually. That, that'd be, I actually love to see him do Dancing Through Life. <laughs> that would be interesting. Alistair, know, Alistair knows about that. I do. Alistair knows about those white pants. Have you seen him in concert? I saw a concert that uh, he and Patti Lapone did a, like a two-person. Oh, my God. Uh, they had a concert that they would do together traveling, and they did a limited run on Broadway. <laughs> that sounds like, it sounds like a lie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. had this like, no, two-person no, traveling show where they had like, a suitcase, and they would just go, I'm Mandy, yeah, yeah. I'm Patty. Like, <laughs> I think they took, it, yeah, they took it on the road, but no, they, they did it like a month or six weeks on Broadway. This is probably 10, 12 years ago wow. Wow. Uh, at a Broadway theater. And I saw, and it was, the concert was, a, it was incredible. Yeah. And the highlight of that concert is they did the entire bench scene and if i love you together oh wow they did the whole thing like the whole 10 minute section and it was i mean the acting that was happening was just like, yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was amazing they were amazing i saw mandy play billy bigelow in concert in london did you oh yeah. wow i mean I his his soliloquy was extraordinary 
I mean, he's he's just a force of nature, as is Patty. Yeah, yeah. That does sound insane. Yeah, I think they're they've been friends for a long time. You know, I think they were in school together. So they've been but friends. you know what? I'd really like to have seen. I, I'd like to have seen them backstage. I'd like to have seen what they got up to backstage. That's that's another <laughs> show entirely. That would have been amazing. Yeah, oh yeah, Andy. for sure. And yeah. that also links right back to to your very direct reference to that song in Schmigadoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And somehow I can yeah. see just exactly how exactly. it'd be. Yeah. So yeah, so a fun, the funny thing about so my my audition for Schmigadoon, I got uh, you know I got the the scene and the song, and I kind of read the scene and I was like, oh, this is I was like, this is Carousel. Yeah. I was like, this is Car- This is the scene. Yeah. And they had kind of said, put the scenes on tape. And I kind of said to my agents, I was like, do I need to sing? And they, my you know my agents did the agent thing where they were like, no, don't sing. They don't. They know you can sing. Don't even sing. But I was like, no, nah, this is Carousel. And so I got so I, I taped that first scene. And then I just kept the camera rolling and I ad-libbed right into If I Loved You. I just sang okay. at the end of the scene a cappella. And cool. then it turned out afterwards that the, you know, the guy who wrote it told me, he said, that's really when, and, and, you know, of course they say this, like, oh, we knew it was you. I was like, well, then why did you give me the job? And you saw the tape, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he's still, but no, he said, that's when, he's like, that's when we knew that you knew exactly what this was. And uh, so, yeah, so it was, there's lots of, lots of, Lots of carousel. You often do things. I remember meeting you in LA once and you were doing an audition for something and it was to play a magician in something. And mm-hmm. you had... Oh yeah, I did you, magic trick. You'd gotten yeah, bought cards trick. so that you could do magic for them in the room. It, wasn't, they, it didn't require it. The audition didn't require it. Yeah. And I did it even like off, you know, because they were, they were filming it right for the audition. But I was in the room with the showrunner and the producers and I basically like... You know, I was, you know, you don't see what's going on below the frame, but I did, a, I learned and did a full card trick below frame and then just showed them the thing on camera, but they got to see me. But no, I always, I always go do something extra, yeah. real yeah. big. I always go real big. Why not? It's the right way to do it. I mean, I think it's paying off, isn't it? I mean, you seem to be doing okay. Maybe next time I do an audition, I'll do like a strip or, or like a pole dance for them at the end or something. It sounds like that works for you, dude. Oh, it's right. If I, if I ever have to die in an audition, I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's how committed i am now I. you've gone dark <laughs> so we're in the interval of this production of rent the original cast um and mm-hmm. you you're there with your plus one which is your 17 year old self beautiful and yeah. what's your interval drink what is your tipple between acts? what's your perfect choice for a drink that you could share with mm. your 17 year old mm. self it's probably a negroni Oh, really? It's a very popular drink on this podcast. No, I, actually, it would be a Mezcal Negroni. A Mezcal Negroni. And I like to get a Negroni, but instead of gin, I use Mezcal. It's nice, smoky, sweet. Right. Do you know what? I don't like Negronis, but I that does sound really nice. I might give that a go. Yeah. Mezcal Negroni. Just yeah. literally, that's all it's called, a Mezcal Negroni. Yeah, if you anywhere you go okay. that knows how to make a Negroni, if you just tell them to replace the gin with Mezcal, you're, and it's delicious. Try it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you where that will be made. It'll be made downstairs in my in my bar that I've got. So, All yeah, right. There I you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is, what is Mezcal? I think we've heard it before, but I can't remember. Mezcal is, so it's, it's a uh, tequila, right? But instead of before they, you know, they use the agave plant mm-hmm. and to make the tequila, they just smoke the agave plant before they make the tequila. Ooh. So the Mezcal has like a real smokiness to it. Yeah. Do you have a particular brand of Mezcal you might recommend? I like Vita. It's just kind of the, it's a very standard one okay. uh, he, uh, well, here. Actually, that's one thing in, you know, I've, I've, I've worked and spent a lot of time in the UK. It's hard to get tequila places. You know what I mean? People, not a lot of places have tequila. Yeah, it's not as much of a thing here. 
the best one I ever had was at, at your place, actually, in New York on 4th of July. Oh, yeah. There was a bunch of kids watching yeah. Moana, which I was like, what's this stupid movie? Oh, yes. And now that's <laughs> all I watch all day, every day is that's Moana. Right. Yep. My kids love it. Yep. But, um, but you gave mm-hmm. me a, a, the first time I'd ever had tequila, not as like a shot. It was like a beautiful drink. That was a very fancy bottle of um, the Don. I think it was the Don Julio 1942. That's mm. what that one was. Oh, God, it was, like was a, it? That had been given to me as a gift or something. And so I opened that when I had that that little 4th of July party. It was amazing. And my wife got absolutely bollock drunk. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you were playing beer pong outside. You and Nicole. And she was like, she just started uh-huh. to like, she just started to like referee it. She was like, oh, that was so close. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, God. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Nuts. Oh, she's great. She's, she's, uh, she, is, she is great. She's a legend. She's out tonight. I'm, I've, got the kids on, I've got the kids on my own, and she's um, out for dinner with her work. So there we are. Well, look, talking of dinner, let's jump on and find out where would you go for a meal after your last show? What's your ideal place to go for a meal? Oh, man. You know what? I would probably want to... This is, this is terrible, but I, I have like... A, I, have a, I can't have... I can't have... I have a dairy allergy. I found out about 10 years ago okay. that I have a dairy allergy, so no know anything like that oh. so i might go watch my younger self like go eat like a sh- like i'd go to like um grimaldi's which is like the yeah. coal oven pizza place yeah, yeah, yeah. in new york and brooklyn so i'd go there and watch my 17 year old self well uh, don't forget you are pizza. about to be hit by a massive asteroid so you could oh then i'm eating yeah. the pizza too absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm gonna have the pizza i'm gonna go for ice cream afterwards i'm gonna do all the uh all yeah, the unfortunate things yeah. that Spoil I can uh, yeah. Drink loads of milk. Yeah, yeah. Just chug a gallon of where milk. Would yeah, get, exactly. Where would you get ice, ice cream from? Have you been to Ample Hills in Brooklyn? I have been to Ample Hills. That place is... Oh, that, my God, it rocks. Uh, one of the best yeah. places in yeah. New York. Their pistachio yeah. ice cream is the For best sure. I've ever had. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so I think I'd have a big old pizza from, from Grimaldi's followed by some Ample Hills. That sounds oh, great. That I'm a cookies and cream guy, but yeah, yeah, that's what I'd do. Well, if you ever get a chance... Oh, you can't, of course. I was going to say you should try yeah. the pistachio, but you're not going to touch it, are you? No, because yeah. you, otherwise yeah. you'd be on the no. pot for a week. <laughs> yeah, I won't, my stomach wouldn't be feeling too good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, that's got, we're actually you know we're approaching the end, and um, yeah. we're going to get into a recap of everything we've discussed. But before we do, <clears throat> I've got a celebrity question that's come in. Okay. It's from somebody very famous, and uh, but you know um, he's he's an old pal. So here's the celebrity question. He sent it in. It's a voice note, and let's see what he wants to know. Ooh, it's the celebrity question. Ooh, who could it be? Who's the celebrity? Question from. Hello, Aaron. I don't have long. I have to get in the chopper, but I have a question for you. <laughs> I am known for having an unusual last name, and your name is also unusual. So, what I want to know is what is the etymology of your surname, Aaron? I have to go. <laughs> I have to get in the chopper. Tell me the answer, and I'll be back. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is literally the worst one that we've had, isn't it? That's shocking. <laughs> That was incredible. <laughs> so Arnold Schwarzenegger there wow. wants to know what is the etymology of your surname, Tveit? Because his surname is made up of two words, Schwarzen, which is black, mm-hmm. and Egg, yep. which is um, yep. Ridge. Did you know that? Oh. Black mm. Ridge or Ridge Black. I, did, so, I yeah. didn't know yeah. that. 
so I have a young I have a younger brother who was a linguistics major in college, yeah. which uh, was always uh, delightful. The things he would learn and share with us. Mm. Uh, but so my last name, as we went through before in in the in the U.S., we say Tveit. Uh, but actually, if we were in Norway, it would be Tveit, a bit harsher. Oh. Um, but it's it's the town, which is just outside of Bergen, that my family is from. Yeah. That's the name of the town. Right. So my family's my family's name when we were in Norway is Pedersen, P-E-T-T-R-S-O-N. And then when they em- my my family emigrated to the United States, I think they traveled. This is a, you know it's like the Corleone Godfather story. It's like they were with five or six other families from the region, and instead of letting five or six surnames into the United States, they changed everyone in the group's name to the town that they oh, were wow. from. So I don't oh. I don't know exactly the etymology, but I do know the history that it's the town that my family is from outside of Bergen. Yeah. And that I was given that name. My family was given that name when they came through. Well, that's that's, that's actually interesting. really interesting. What a great question from Arnie then. Yeah, know, who'd, who'd have thought, thought that answer would have been so yeah, interesting? Thanks, Arnold. Wow. I thought you'd just say, what do you bench? Yeah. <laughs> what do you bench? <laughs> um, yeah, by the way, is that is that the same brother who we, we talked about before, who's a Catholic priest? Yes, he's now a priest. Yeah. Yep, he was a linguistics major previous to Very that. Cool. Yeah, he's a priest now. Very cool. Wow, your family sounds... What do your parents do? My dad had a general contracting business with his brothers. Uh, he's kind of semi-retired now. And, and just in the terms of he's not building houses anymore, he kind of works for someone else in a capacity. Yeah. And my mom was a special education teacher for 30 years and is retired. So. Uh, my, wife's a, my wife's a school teacher. That's really interesting that you're not really a showbiz family, and yet you, no. you flourish and you've studied music and everything. Your brother's gone a totally different yeah. path. Your parents, yeah. totally different. That's really interesting. Yeah, I had no, had no, uh, no, no musicians. I mean, my, my dad sings, my brother sings, yeah. but no, no one in the arts at all. Like real kind of working class, you know. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I came from. That's where I kind of jobs. came from. Well, yeah, I have to yeah. say, mate, as much as I, I, I honestly think that you, it shows when you know. And this is just me going to blow smoke up your ass for a bit. You're not like other other successful actors that I meet. You're incredibly grounded, and that must be down to your family and the people that brought you up. Yeah, I'm really fortunate. You know, they they uh, had no idea about this life or uh, field of profession. But when, like, for instance, when I got that job in college, you know, of course, you're worried what your parents are going to say when you're like, hey, I'm about to drop out of college to go do a show that pays $300 a week on tour. Yeah. But they said, but no, but their re- response was like, uh, well, you're they were like, you're going to school so you can get that job, right? And I said, Yeah. They're like, well, you got the job, right? And I said, yeah. They're like, okay, so go do it. What do you What yeah. do you need to go to school for? Right? <laughs> yeah. like, that was their kind of their, yeah. their response. Yeah. So no, they've been amazingly supportive, cool. and and also, you know, I I um I grew up just about an hour outside of New York City, and so I had a very interesting experience where when I first moved to New York and was an actor, I, I'm still, as I mentioned before about the golf trip, like I'll. I'm still very close with all my friends from high school, none of which have anything. None of them are artists. None of they all have real jobs, quote unquote. Mm. So my kind of social structure here in New York City, when I moved here to be an actor, I only really hung out with people that weren't actors. So I think all of them and, you know, they, of course, are still quick to tell me that I'm never going to make it and, you know, make fun of me. So (laughs) I think they have to do that. It's their job. Incredibly grounded. Yeah. 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 So I'm very fortunate between my friends and family that I've had for a very long time to, you know, kind of keep me on that path. Yeah, I think think it will serve you well. Well, shall we do a recap, John? Yes, go on. So Aaron Tveit, your last show on earth would be 
the original cast of Rent, so that's Adina, Anthony Rapp, Adam Pascal, Ted Diggs, blah, 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 the whole original cast at the Nederlander Theatre in New York. You would see it with your 17-year-old self. You would, sure. you and he, or you and you, you and you would then enjoy a Vida Mescal Negroni in the interval or the intermission. I would, I, I, I would buy it for him, yes. Sorry. Yeah. L- sorry, everyone. That's yep. very it's fine. Kind. The world's going to end. It's fine. Yeah, you, right. Yeah, who cares? Steal it, yeah. And then you're going to go to Romaldi's restaurant afterwards and scoff pizza and then go to Ample Hills for some cookies and cream ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, and then I that guess sounds... just watch the, the meteor sunset. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just die. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Having just watched a show all about death as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, at least the pizza will cheer you up. Unless, of course, the meteor yeah. suddenly veers off at the last minute. Right. And, and then, then you I... get terrible stomach pains. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. So... <laughs> then maybe I'd rather be yeah, dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That sounds like a, uh, that sounds like a wonderful night. And, a, and as, as, yeah. as you said, a full circle moment for you and your 17-year-old self. Sounds glorious. Yeah, lovely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Very nice. Well, yeah, mate. For sure. That's it. Um, yeah. Thank you very much, Aaron, oh. for joining us on the last show on Thank Earth. you so much for joining us. Yeah, Thanks, guys. This was so fun. Thank that you. was excellent. Thank you so much. So there we are. The last show on Earth of the prince of the New York theatre scene, Aaron Tveit. He's lovely. Isn't he lovely? Yes, he is. And uh, if I didn't know any better, Alistair, I'd say you have a bit of a man crush on Aaron. <laughs> I think I do, yeah, I think I do. Well, he was a fantastic guest, so who can blame you? It was a pleasure to chat with him, or rather, listen to you chat with him all about his last show on Earth, and hear about his fascinating rise to success. Although, I must say, I would have liked to have chatted a little bit more about his run in Moulin Rouge, which sadly finished in May 2022. Oh, but do not despair, John, because Aaron has returned to Moulin Rouge for a strictly limited 12-week run, which started on January 17th. So if you're in New York and missed his incredible performance the first time, Round, then head to the Al Hirschfeld Theatre and see him in the show. Ah, cool. Hey, you should also check out season two of Schmigadoon, which will be released on Apple TV Plus later on this year, with some amazing theatrical turns from Aaron, of course, Alan Cumming, Kristen Chenoweth, and even Oscar winner Ariana DeBose. Oh, she'd be a good guest, wouldn't she? But yes, she would. But listen, if you enjoyed Aaron's episode, then don't forget to listen to our back catalogue. Like and share with your friends, and do follow us on social media. It's the last show pod on Twitter and the last show on earth podcast on instagram where you'll find details of upcoming guests and new release dates that's right now we have some awesome guests lined up for 2023 so keep your eyes peeled for announcements and thanks again for listening to the last show on earth on here we ask the question nobody dare to ask if you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! My name is John. My name is Al. We've been friends a long time past. You want to know what show you'd see if you knew it was to be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! What is your last show? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.